Welcome everyone to this, uh, another edition of Talk with TT. And I'm really thrilled to have um, one of our deacons, Leslie Warder. Leslie, welcome. It's good to, good to have you with us. Um, you've been part of Culture to Baptist Church for how long? Oh, um, 41 years wow. coming up. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My, first, my first Sunday, actually, at Colchester Baptist Church, Eld Lane, as it was known then, was um, Rod Sortel's first Sunday really? ministry there as well. So that's quite a milestone. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's great. Uh, and tell us about uh, life, your household, that sort of thing briefly. So Paul and I have been married 40 years now. Um, we just had our 40th wedding anniversary that's during great. lockdown. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so we live in Copford. Um, I retired six years ago. Um, I was a head teacher for a primary school. And, um, and so life has continued to be busy, but very different. And I've really enjoyed the last three years, um, six years. Um, I got involved with a couple of other charities. I'm trustees um, with them, which keeps life Busy, but not manically busy, which is great. Um, one of them is CYO. So I continue to have an interest in schools, which is which is something I love. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's great. So I've got um, uh, four questions for you, and I'm always intrigued about who you would have to dinner, whether singly or all four people together. So tell us your first guest, please. Okay. Well... I'm going to start a bit before that because I, I had an inkling that this was one of the questions that was being asked even before I listened to anybody's recordings. And I thought, oh, goodness, I don't know that I can do this. It's a bit tricky. I don't know. I, yeah. Who on earth would I, would I think of? But you ponder it, don't you? So you start to then ponder, well, mm. who would I have? And then I came up with, um, well, oh, it's a bit cheesy, this. I thought, I'm not sure about this one, but the Queen. Oh, good. Because she's because she's lived so many years and years have changed so so much um, over that time. Yeah. And then I thought of um, Mary, Mother of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then of course I listened to some of the recordings, and um, Mike and John both chose the Queen. So I think I'm just going to get myself an invite to their dinner parties, <laughs> and then okay. I don't have to worry about that. Well so okay so coming back to me who would I who would I choose and it is really difficult and I think if you asked me in you know years time it would be people different wouldn't it but somebody certainly um that came to me was my mum my mum died um quite young um I'd only been married a very little while mm -hmm. and I think I never really felt I got to know her as an adult you know mm -hmm. to share that sort of mm -hmm. um that relationship and so it would just be lovely to um, just be able to share my life's experiences with her yeah. and, and talk to her and say thank you. Because I think when you're young, you don't say those sorts of mm. things. You, you take things for granted, don't you? So, yeah, um, yeah that would be That's that would be very nice. that would be very special. Um, and then somebody else I thought of um, a lady called Debbie. Um, and Debbie was somebody who was quite important um, a good number of years ago now, but I went through a really tough and challenging time at school. Things were, were really quite difficult. We were, we were facing um, 
real problems. Um, and she was the advisor from county council from, um, from county. And as well as giving excellent advice and support, she was the sort of person that inspired me. And she gave me the encouragement and the, and the confidence to believe in myself and to make changes. And, um, and I just really realized how important that is that you have somebody who's on your side that um, gives you sound advice, but is, encourages and inspires you, doesn't yeah. do things yeah. for you, but helps you to get through things yourself. And it's through those difficult times that you learn more about yourself, I think, and you yeah. Yeah. learn to rely on God more. And, and then when things are good, you learn to appreciate, you know, the good things in mm -hmm. life. Um, and so I'd like to be able to say thank you to her for that encouragement, because I still remember her. When things were on an evil keel, keel again, she just disappeared. And I, and I didn't track, I never was able to, I think she moved and I never tracked her down. So I wasn't able to then share all the celebrations and all the great things that happened at school and, the, and how, um, how good it was. And, yeah. um, how she got me through that bit and um, we were able to move on. So um, I was very appreciative of her. And I think through that process, I learned a lot as well. Yes. And then um, I've got two more people who sort of go together and for the same reason, really. Um, people like Florence Nightingale and Mother Teresa. So those two people and I'm not a historian, so I don't know huge amounts about them, but they are both women who had a real impact on the world. Um, household names, um, people who are just known, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but they strike me as being servants to others. They, they got on with the nitty gritty and they didn't search for the limelight. So when I was thinking of people I wanted to come to, to dinner, I, I'm not really particularly interested in, you know, stars and people who okay. have the limelight or power in that way, not power in that way, but for these, for women like these who are very, well, I don't know them, do I? But I, I, my impression is that they were people who were thinking of others. They had compassion for others, and that was their passion and their aim in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. They didn't want to um, have the glory for themselves, but they mm. were intent on sharing God's love. Um, they followed Jesus' example, and they. my perception is that they um, had that sort of servant leadership, and I think that servant leadership is so powerful yeah. Um, yeah. and something that I really admire cool thank you very much well so what do I take away from this I think it's lovely you talked about gratitude actually in uh, um, certainly two of the guests just uh, wanting to say thank you uh, your mother and Debbie and I think that's really important isn't it about appreciating what we have and, and then these two amazing kind of icons of uh, leadership and influence, Florence Nightingale, Mother Teresa. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting how <clears throat> we're attracted to leadership, the servant leadership, people who, it seems to me, you know, when you think about some of the great people of our lives, 
who have influenced society, whether it's Nelson Mandela, whether it's Mother Teresa, actually the Queen who's given all of her life in service. There's something very great about that. And I think it's the sort of Jesus model, isn't it, of, of serving. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Okay, um, let's go to question two. And it's been a traumatic year for us with the global pandemic. Um, what have you and Paul learned about yourself and how has God sustained you during these months? What can you share with us? Okay. Um, I think for me, it's a reminder that connecting with people is so important and and we've we've been able to do that through all sorts of different methods and um, we haven't felt that we've lost touch with people which has been good um, because I think we all need and I certainly need to feel that I belong to a community um, that I'm cared for that I'm valued um, that there are people around that me that you know are there for me if I need them um, I think so that has become very clear in, you know, that yes, I need people, we need people. I think also I've learned that I can adapt to change and, um, and, 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 and find contentment in, in different things. And it has been challenging because we all want to do the things that we used to do and we want to do different things and, and life has become more limited and it's challenging, but it's okay. You know, it, it hasn't been, you know, it, it hasn't been as stressful as, as perhaps it could be. And I'm very grateful to God for that, but because I know for some people they're in situations where it's been much more difficult. Um, and we'd love to go away and explore. We People tease us and um, um, joke with us because in the last number of years, we've been away a lot and we've loved to explore new places and, um, um, different parts of the world which has been wonderful yeah. but we can't do that and it's okay I think it makes you come back to basics and recognize what's important in life yeah. um, and I think that whole sense of knowing that God is with me that God is with us and he does provide um, I think he shows us and shows me glimpses of, of himself through others and that's one of the reasons why other people are so important because we see God through other people and those people who love us and care for us around us and people who are following Jesus. But he is with us. Mm. Um, um, there are lots of trappings to everyday life, but I think this pandemic has made us all come back to basics, as I say, mm. and it's and it's all about our relationship with God that has to be at the core. Mm. And then those other things come from that. Yes. Well, you can see you're an educationalist. Um, your deep reflections are really helpful just to help us think about how we adapt to change, force change, what's important, um, and how just how you articulate a, a sense of belonging, connecting. Uh, I've got a supplementary question for you. Um, in, when we can go away to explore overseas, where would you like to go? Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. There are lots of places. There are places we didn't get to last year that so some. We'd, we're going to go to Barcelona. Haven't, we've never been there, so I want to go there. Me too. But some of the other places on our list are maybe um, somewhere like 
Sri Lanka or even Japan, maybe um, somewhere a bit different. We haven't got any firm plans. We're being, you know, we're not making plans, but, but you know, I think it is a real privilege to um, to go to different places. And I yeah. think you learn a lot as well. Mm. You only catch a glimpse of cultures of other places, but it does give you an insight mm. on how other people tick and how other people live. Mm. And that in itself, I think, makes you reflect on life. Mm. So it's a it is a real privilege and we don't take that for granted. No, and so no. There are lots of places we'd like to go to. <laughs> That's great. That's great. But just going back to the question, uh of of what this has taught you it's about that close relationship with god um yeah thank you okay question three your favorite bible text hymn or song okay well i've actually got two verses <gasps> two bible texts um the first one is psalm 37 verse 4 take delight in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart and that's been a verse that's been special to me for many, many years. And I keep coming back to that. Um, and I don't think it's saying that God gives us everything on demand. It's not about that. But it's about, um, I think, us growing into that truth, that if we take delight in him, then, then he will give us the desires of our heart. And as I think it's as we grow closer to him, then we are able to take delight in God. And um, he helps us to recognize his will and make it our own. So it's about God's will and our will coming together. And, and that's the delight because we, it's not about just us. It's about those two things coming together and we can delight in those things then um, that, that God does know what's best for us. Yeah. And we can delight in that. So um, that I love that verse on, on all sorts of different levels. Take delight in the Lord. And that's such a lovely word, mm. isn't it? Take delight in the Lord mm. and he will give you the desires of your heart. <laughs> so I, lo I love the words in that verse. And then the second verse that's um, been special to me in the last little while um, is 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing all power is from God and not from us. And reminds us that we are fragile and we are weak. Mm. And yet God places his light in us, in our hearts. Um, and he trusts us to carry his light mm. and his love within us. He trusts us to do that. And I just think that's just so amazing. Um, and that's just part of what our journey with God is about, that um, however weak and fragile we are, he, he knows that we're special and he loves us. That's great. And a hymn or a song? Yeah, I've chosen a, a worship song, and I think like most people, that is very difficult because I love many songs mm. and, um, and hymns, and so I could ch have chosen any number. But again, over the last few years, this has been um, a song that I've, I've, I've really um, related to. It's Christian Getty song, Still My Soul Be Still. Mm -hmm. I'll read the first few words. It says, Still my soul be still and do not fear. 
Though winds of change may rage tomorrow, God is at your side. No longer dread the fires of unexpected sorrow. God, you are my God. And I will trust in you and not be shaken. Lord of peace, renew a steadfast spirit within me to rest in you alone. And I think those words are so fitting to this last year. Um, that sense that we can just rest in God, rest in him alone. He ultimately is, is um, that that sustains us. And so those words are, yeah. are very simple, but I think very beautiful. Mm, that's, thank you for sharing that. Are you a person that listens to music around the house or? Not overly. Um, no. I do. No, I'm not. I quite enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy singing worship songs in, you know, together with, in church and so mm. on. And, um, but I'm not particularly musical, but I, but there are, but in worship, in that worship context, sometimes I will sit mm. in my quiet time and I will play something mm. um, that, um, particularly contemporary music with um, lyrics that are meaningful. I find yeah. that quite yeah. helpful in, in that reflection with God. Yeah. That's lovely. Thank you for sharing those verses that are really apt for us. Uh, there's, there's, there's a kind of quite a duality in that in terms of taking delight, um, a healthy one, actually, of, of just resting and enjoying God and discovering his will. And then that 2 Corinthians 4, 7, I just love it. Um, treasures in jars of clay. We're fragile, aren't we? And I love your phrase that God trusts us with his light inside of us. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Thank you. Finally, um, <clears throat> you're, you're one of our safeguarding officers. Uh, you're the coordinator for Powerhouse, which for those listening um, is kind of uh, our children's younger people's church. You're part of a house group. I know that you met last year in a barn, socially distanced. <laughs> um, what are your aspirations for the youth and the home groups this year, please, Leslie? Okay, well, um, thinking first of the children, I, I think um, I want our, our church family to be somewhere where children feel that they're loved, and that they're valued and that they belong. The same things that I feel I need, the children need those things too. So important, I think, that they, they feel that they belong. And I think that was one of the joys of um, being within a primary school community. There is that real sense of identity and belonging and being part of a community. And I think I want to provide that um, in a church context as well. That, And I think... I want the children to feel that they are a vital part of the church and that they contribute and that they have a voice, um, uh, that they are, they, they really are valued for their own beings and for their, who they are. Um, we can learn such a lot from children and I think it would, it's good to find opportunities to be able to share meaningful worship with them, that we come together. I think if you come together and you sit with a child and you talk about a story of, of the Bible or you talk about God, they give to you and you learn from them. And I think that's what I would love to see within our church growing and developing. It's happening, but I think, you know, continue to nourish that and um, nurture that 
to make our children a real um, vital part mm. of who we are. Yeah. Um, because I think that whole um, generational thing is so important that we are a family of all generations mm. and without everyone taking part, we're not complete. And I think we need our children to um, bring the, the special qualities that only children have yeah. to make yeah. us whole as a church family. Um, and then in terms of house group, yes, our house group has been a real source of encouragement and support and love to us. It's family. Um, mm. And um, my hope is that that will continue as we move forward um, and that we will continue to recognise that and see that as a, of a source of encouragement. It's been a real joy to be able to welcome new people into our house group during lockdown. And so the challenge of connecting with people on Zoom and so on. Um, so, but I think that reminds us that as a house group, we do continually evolve and, um, you know, things don't change, don't stay the same, things do change, but we keep that core of um, commitment to one another, friendship to one another, and that sense of um, encouraging um, and supporting one another. And we learn from one another. Um, I think we had a house group meeting last night and we continue to draw upon each other for support and to um, encourage our journey mm -hmm. together. Good. Um, and church? What, what would my aspirations be for church? I think um, that we will continue to thrive as a diverse church. I think our diversity is quite special to me. Um, and I delight that we can celebrate our diversity. And I'm, when I say diversity, I mean that in all sorts of different ways. I think we are diverse in, in many ways. Um, in the kinds of people we are and the sorts of backgrounds we have and, and the things that we would share. Um, and I hope that people encountering our community will be able to encounter God and encounter God's love and God's acceptance through that very diversity. We'll see that we are um, people who come together from very different areas, different backgrounds, different thinking but we find a unity and we can find a oneness in coming together and um that people encountering that will will recognize that is from is of god um that we're all different and special but that we all belong we can all belong together um and also that i would want our church to be somewhere where people want to be, that it's not a burden to come to church. It's not a chore. It's not a task, but it's a joy um, that we come because we enjoy being together, that we want to celebrate together. Um, and it's a place where blame is forgotten and forgiveness is real. Mm. Oh, tell me a bit more about blame is forgotten and forgiveness is real. <laughs> I think it's about that acceptance, really, and that we're yeah. not there to judge one another or to, um, you know, I think people come to church or come with, with, with guilt. And I think we need to be able to put that to one side and recognise that 
we don't need to feel guilt. Mm. God has forgiven us. Mm. And um, yes, we have responsibilities, but um, we don't need to be tied up in blame and guilt, mm. but we are there to enjoy yeah. God's acceptance and forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's a wonderful way to end this discussion. Leslie, anything else you want to share at all? How long have you been deacon? Because this is, is this your second or third um, time? No, my second, second, second term. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, yeah. Cool. I don't know. I think I'm in about my fourth, fourth year. I don't know. Third or fourth. I don't know. Third or fourth yeah. year of the second term. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for sharing today. It's been really rich, very rich. You can see you're a teacher, um, and and just your reflection, how you think about things, and how you process. It's really helpful just to hear. You know, I love that expression about being a church. We're, 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 we're deficient if we're not a family of all generations. And I love your appreciation of diversity and, um, and, uh, and that, that we want to be a place of joy. Um, I think that's so good, so good. Thank you to you for your service, for your leadership as a deacon and the many ministries that you have and, and Paul as well. We really appreciate you. So thanks for this. Take care.